Welcome to Dad to the Bone, where three dads usually sit around and talk about dad stuff and wonder things like, what's the most groundbreaking invention of all time? Any thoughts? It's the shovel. <laughs> Welcome to the show, guys. I go by many names, but call me QJ. Um, I usually would be joined by my fellow co-host, Sam and Rich. However, uh, we are actively practicing social distancing here at Dad to the Bone podcast. So we're going to be switching up the format here today and, and maybe for the uh, foreseeable future. Um, one of the things that we wanted to do was continue to bring you this show, but at the same time, appreciate what's going on in the broader picture around us. And so out of respect for that, we wanted to find a way to bring you, continue to bring you Dad to the Bone podcast because we recognize the importance of routine in this um, time of uncertainty. So um, the other thing that we typically don't do is, uh, you know, just to kind of pull the, the curtain back a little bit is we try not to timestamp our material too much because, uh, you know, we want it to be timely. Like most podcasts, we want it to be something, you, whether you're listening to us on a Friday morning or a Sunday afternoon in, in, in a month or, or a week, the material is something that is still relevant. But we find ourselves in a very um, historic time and a time in where um, it's important for us to acknowledge the moment, to acknowledge the feelings, to acknowledge what we're experiencing as we go through uh, this um, worldwide epidemic known as COVID-19 or the coronavirus. So at the Dad to the Bone podcast, um, we're going to be experimenting on different formats and some different ways to bring content to you. So uh, we want you to buckle in and, and uh, hold on for this fun ride. So, But at the same time, we're going to keep it as we always have, which is fun and light, but at the same time, try and bring you some content, which you might find to be useful in, in your life. And so um, along with that, I wouldn't be me if I didn't provide you with uh, one of my uh, dad jokes to just kind of help us to, to move things along. But it's it's kind of rough, right? Because I don't have my guys here with me to give me the feedback I normally get. So um, due to the quarantine, I'll be only telling inside jokes. <laughs> the following episode was previously recorded prior to uh, the time when we were practicing social distancing um, at an event, um, funny enough, a reading event uh, for literacy, and uh, we thought we would take this opportunity to share that as uh, we regroup and reload the show. So check it out, enjoy, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon with fresh material, COVID-friendly material. Until then, enjoy. Welcome to Dad to the Bone, where three dads sit around and talk about dad stuff and wonder why you would try to write with a broken pencil. What? Why would you write with a broken pencil? Is that, what, gonna, is that the question? I was about to really answer that, and then I realized you, this is probably one of your things again. Wait a second. Is that the question? Yeah, like, why, why would you try and write with a broken pencil? Hold on, hold on. Why would you try to write with a broken pencil? Is this like an actual riddle, or are you just being Is like, this a riddle? It's a riddle, correct? I mean, well, okay, let's just go with it. Let's hold see on. where it goes. Lead what is it? Number why two. would you try and write with a, a broken pencil? Uh, straight line, crooked line. Why oh. would you try to write with a broken pencil? <laughs> Alright, for the sake of speeding it up. Because no, you have on, no need to erase anything. Because. What? It's okay, broken. eraser. It may not have the eraser attached. Because. Oh, that's true. I'm thinking it doesn't have the writing end on it. But I'm, it may not have I'm the eraser. I'm trying to think of like a straight line or a crooked line or a. 
erase, erase. Guys, I, I'm gonna just, I'm just go and say, you wouldn't try and write. Why wouldn't you try and write with a, a broken pencil? Because it's pointless. It's oh pointless. <laughs> pointless. Oh this my. is one of the episodes where I wish because we were recording. Because if you can see the look of like sure disdain because it's and pointless. Disgust, Get it? There's no point. It's pointless. That's why There's no wouldn't. point. That's why you wouldn't do it. So yep. welcome to season four. Now I'm angry. Bone. Oh my gosh. Uh, if pointless. you can't tell, we are at a Wayne County literacy event right now. Uh, my name is QJ. I'm joined a by the, the glorious Sam Anderson, the illustrious. Uh, Rich Cologne And we have a very special guest with us today By the name of Mike Hudson Say bing, hello bing, Mike bing. What's up everybody Mr. So, Hudson Mike drop Boom So uh, we, we've been having fun before we recorded But we figured we'd get some of this on the air But if you hear the noise in the background Please give us a little bit of, of uh, mercy as they say Because uh, we are live recording at an event yeah, so I'm We are I'm at sitting here. the Detroit Historical Museum, yes, which is an awesome place if you live in the Detroit area or anywhere kind of close. It's wor- I think it's worth the drive. It's free admission. Yeah, it's awesome. But it's it's awesome. It's like three four floors of just yes Detroit glory. De- yeah, Detroit so, history and all that. Yes. I'm sitting here looking at like eight or nine kids in fluorescent yellow shirts playing under a teepee. So yeah, there's some background that, noise. And, yeah, and, and there were teepees <laughs> in Detroit at one point. Fun yeah. fact. Yeah, uh, the Detroit was first colonized cute, by the French. Cute. That is a really fun fact. Detroit, Detroit. Yes, uh, we do mispronounce a lot of the words because Detroit. we Americanize everything. So yes. that's why yeah. the Quinder is spelled the way it is. And yeah. when people came here for the Super Bowl, and they're like, uh, the Quandre. That's the Quandre. That's the Quandre's road. Yeah, but the Detroit Historical Museum is full of fun facts and artifacts and Detroit yeah. history and a like lot of, a lot of sports history, a lot of car history. Bill Bonds, cultural history. So Bill Bonds is like a historical news anchor from Detroit. Yeah. Who the anchorman was based off of? Really? Another fun fact. Really? And if you go look, if you come to the Historical I'm Museum, kind of a big deal. And you go see uh, pictures of Bill Bond, and you look at his haircut, and yeah. then you watch Anchorman, you'd be like, wait, that's wrong. Okay. He's wrong. I remember Bill Bonds as a child uh, watching yeah. the news and stuff. Yeah. yeah I remember uh, all of his episodes with the police. Bill so Bonds. <laughs> fun fact. Bill Bonds. So yeah, we're we're out here. We're at a literacy event. It's called Ryman Reed. And they wanted the coolest dads oh, ever to join. Oh, rhyme and read. Yeah. Rhyme and read. Okay, so I'm gonna Sam, rhyme everything I say the rest Sam of this time. Sam decided that this episode. See, rhyme time. He's gonna rhyme, attempt to rhyme everything. Which ain't is, no attempt needed. But I'm just sitting here seated. <laughs> Before he does <laughs> I'm that, say, I'm so, waiting for him to end on a really hard word. I know. And then I'm just gonna start and him. Go. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Rhyme that one. I that was one. just gonna go say why you're doing one that. Son. Like, since we're talking about Reed, we should probably go ahead and lead in and let Mike wow. introduce himself. Show us some wealth. Okay, everybody. Mike Hudson. Um, I'm a father of three boys. Uh, Count them. Yep. One. Two, Nine, ten, fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna stop there. <laughs> Do we? So, yeah, but, are there ages that? Yes, that's that's oh, actual ages. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And um, so engaged to a beautiful woman. Ooh. Uh, Preach. Yep. Uh, Crystal Humphreys, and we'll Ooh. be getting married next year, so it's exciting. I don't want to cut you off, but Mike was telling me his story about how he got engaged and where he got engaged. Uh, engaged. Engaged. Well, that's what. <laughs> never mind. So anyway, right. So now mess with one another. Um, step a little bit closer to the mic and then tell them how you proposed to your your wife. Okay, so it was um, 
It was live on stage at the uh, Maxwell concert, the Aretha Maxwell. Franklin Amphitheater. Maxwell, take oh, it yeah. in there. Okay, okay. <laughs> Working all out in this lifetime, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, but met with a uh, uh, lady at the bots office, uh, uh, Janae Jones. Shout out to Janae Jones. Um, I love that lady. Uh, started off with an email. Um, from there, uh, she just kind of loved the story, took over the entire situation. Uh, wow. Found myself uh, live on stage uh, in front of almost 3,000 people. So sold out show. So was, uh, tell me who you almost proposed to in the process. <laughs> he almost he almost proposed to the wrong woman, but uh, luckily yeah. he did. <laughs> yeah, I got the opportunity to shake hands with Kareem Bailey Ray as she was exiting the stage because oh. we did it in between sets before Maxwell actually his crew came out and right, set up. Right. So, so yeah, for yeah, those of you who don't sets. know, she is her big hit was the song Come Just Like Us. Records on. That's the big one. That that's yes. Show that's me your favorite song. <laughs> Just go ahead and your hand. It sounds, it sounds just like that, actually. It does, yeah. Yes. That, yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, I was probably one of the, probably the only Detroit male that had her <laughs> right. DVD, CD. Corinne Bailey Ray? You are the, yeah, the only one. You are I'm not going to fuck. So you guys remember when, when MySpace was a bigger deal? Yeah. Um, it's not a big deal anymore? Yeah. Oh, it depends on who you ask. I, I heard Justin Timberlake owns it, so now. Anyway, okay. So, um... <laughs> Uh, in the music section, yeah. you were able to have like a music profile if you were a musician, yeah. and I thought I was. And um, uh, in my musical influences, I she was definitely not a musical influence, but I liked her her, her style, her vibe. Yeah. So I actually listed Corinne Bailey Ray as one of my musical influences when I was trying to make gangster rap when I was like seventeen. Okay, <laughs> so okay, Corinne Bailey Ray, we, right. I, I'm, I'm with out. you on that. Let's we get her back. on the show. We go back. Well, if we could, we would. Hers What's that a, mean? Hers is Kareem Bailey, right? No, if we could, we would. What's that mean? Yeah, you trying mean, to act like we can't get. You trying to get fresh, Miss Ray? I mean, do it. I mean, you, you do feeling it. Frogger's leap. Do no, it. I'll do it. You feeling fresh? No, I'm not doing it. You do, do it. it. Hey, if you can get. Hey, my bad. I gotta get back to my rhyming. apologies. My, <laughs> my apologies. Bad. My Sorry, apologies. Mike. Continue. So, <laughs> yeah. So Mike's um, a Detroiter. Yep, I'm, I'm a Detroiter. Uh, West Side. Yes. West Side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> grew up Joy Road, Wyoming area, so okay, right down okay. the street oh, from no, you're real, good you're old McKenzie. Oh yeah, for Shout sure. Shout out to Big Sean. Don. Shout out. Yeah. Um, B I G. Wow. So uh, I work. I work with Trinity Health. Uh, the systems administrator there. Um, great job. Yeah. Shout out to Trinity Health. Uh, putting food on the table. So. That's what you gotta oh, do. Yeah. Yep. Dad stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. and uh, I mean I'm uh, I'm I'm the average guy outside of IT technical stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like to go out, party, have fun, hang hey. out with friends. So, hey. so Mike and I were geeking out for a second, talking about IT stuff. Like we're talking about CRMs and EAPs and yeah. SAP and yeah. like we're using and BYOBs PIs, ZZAs, PPPs though. We weren't talking ICPs. about that. ICPs, <laughs> yeah. But it was IBCs. It's uh, it's funny to have those conversations sometimes. <laughs> and like, what was the last one? Never mind. What's funny? IBC Rupert, man. It's like PBRs. the best. Oh, yeah. I, I know PBR right yeah. real well. DTRs, TCBY. I know that one too. But TCBY. It's, it's funny to DTFs. have those conversations now because, like, if you don't deal with that stuff, it's like 
It's like speaking a foreign language. Oh, definitely. Sometimes I do that intentionally to get out yeah. of conversations. You just start yeah. dropping all the terms, and people are like, oh, great. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. Nice talking to you, Mike. You're like, yeah. I deal with plug-ins and bolt-ons and, uh, you know. All Protons and neutrons. So you plug in with both thumbs? Yeah, so. <laughs> what did he say? So That's what I said. So, Mike, we're really excited to have Mike on the show. We've we've actually is that textbook throwing shade? We've actually huh? no okay. no no no. We were we've I bumped into Mike at several different events in the did city. You, did you say excuse and, uh, me? Yes, I did. Actually, he said excuse me. He was the one not looking, and so um, we were just talking. We were like, "Yo, you're gonna be at this event. We're gonna be at this event." Quinn's eating cheese bread right now. Why not make it happen? So Why did you call me out, Rich? <laughs> it looked, I was mad that I didn't have any. I was like, where did it come from? No, man. Um, you can't call me out because you're talking, so I can take a break. You're right. And you you, <laughs> you leaned in slow motion. Right. So, uh, so, yeah, we we're like, man, hop on the show. So today at this literacy event, Ryman Reed, we are here. Many, many kids running around in the background because this is what it's all about, the kids. And so today we're talking kind of in, uh, in line, in sync. Shout out Justin Timberlake, Joey Fatone. Shout out. Um, the best in sinkers. JC Chavez. Ooh. Okay, yeah, kind of. Come okay. on, man. Come I'll on. take that. Come yeah. on. Just not Howie. Wait, Howie's the Backstreet Boy. How's the Backstreet Boy? Okay. I, I, Mike, I apologize. I don't know what's going on on that side of the table. Just keep eating your bread. I'm, I'm eating no, the bread over here. Keep eating the cheese bread. I, I, keep I, eating um, the cheese bread. So, um, yum. Yum. Oh. So, um, so today we're talking about literacy on the show. So, Rich, can you define literacy for us? Literacy, uh, being literate. So, um, Got it. Got being, it. Being literate. <laughs> The being opposite a, of illiterate. Yes. <laughs> being literate. So, um, <laughs> the being act of being literate. Being literate. That's, that's the actual definition I have pulled up right here. Okay, yeah, so, Webster. So, um, so, we're talking about literacy. So, I wanted to ask you guys if you can remember all the way back, some of us a lot further back than the rest of us, but yeah. uh, do you remember a lot when you were learning how to read initially, mm -hmm. uh, read, write, all those different things? Mm -hmm. um, what were some of maybe like like when I think of when I learned how to read, I can remember books mm -hmm. that kind of like were those books that I started reading on. And then I remember like different challenges I had with reading and like speech things. You guys anything stick out to you from like your childhood when you were kind of grasping the reading writing stuff or whatever? I mean, for me, <laughs> this is terrible. Quinn is like, this is so bad. I don't even know if I want to go first. I, I <laughs> I don't think that I read an entire book <laughs> uh -oh. until I was probably in college. Oh if I'm my being gosh. completely like cover, like cover to cover, like cover to cover, okay. read a book in my own power. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't think I did that until college, like ever. Like, you like had ninth to. grade, tenth grade. You know when you got to read like yeah. The Great Gatsby and all that oh, yeah. stuff. Uh -huh. No man, Cliff's Notes, Cliff Notes, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah Spark absolutely. Notes. Yeah, but yeah. I do remember as a kid. Um, I didn't do a lot of reading as a kid either, um, but I do remember that my mom had these, like, bedtime Bible story books yep. that were, like, big and blue. I remember those. They had those in the cover shop I went to. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, and they're hard was in yellow, right? Yes. And they yeah, had, like, kids like on the front. The, the greatest story or the Bible story or yeah. something, something uh -huh. like that. I remember. I know exactly what you're I remember about. that, and my mom would read those to me. I don't know, maybe once or twice a week, because because okay. the, the pages had a lot of words on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, re reading wasn't a big part of my life, like as a kid. Yeah, it just 
It just wasn't. It's it's interesting. So Which is crazy to think about now because we make it such a big point to be well, a part yeah, of huge. all three of our kids' lives. And like, huge. I've, I know that you read, and I know that you read and write. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know you write, too. Yeah, I read a lot now. Yeah, so but I didn't read at all as a kid, yeah. adolescent, growing up, none of that stuff. Yeah. So I don't. the only memories I have is, like, my mom reading that, and I do remember... Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Shell Silverstein, the Giving Tree. Oh, yeah, what I do remember book. that as a kid. The Giving Tree, and then the side where the sidewalk where ends. The sidewalk those ends, those yeah. crazy yes. poems and things in there. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember those, but yeah. reading wasn't a big part of my life, and yeah. and, and it, it always bummed me out because I remember getting to eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade. That's when they start making you read like those books and yep. do papers on them and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah do I like remember the other not. kids would read just right, just blaze through it. They're like, oh yeah, I just read the whole Great Gatsby yesterday or over the weekend. And I'm like, yeah, right. I'm reading page three like three times in a row going, yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what this stuff says. I just read it, but I yeah. don't remember it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I had to read... Scarlet Letter in high school. Scarlet Letter, yeah. And I had to read. Have to read that book about shame. I had to read. I had to read each page like five times in order to get it. To know what the heck's going on. I was like, what is this? So you know what happened to me? I was in luck. Right about the time I had to read it, the movie came out with Demi Moore. Uh, nice. I remember that. I remember that movie. We watched like it in of Mice and Men. We had to read of Mice, uh, Mice and Men. Men. Actually, yeah. I liked of Mice and Men. I saw the movie on that one. Mice and Men. So I took um, AP English, yeah. <laughs> AP reading English classes, and like uh, of Mice and Men, and um, of. Uh, Farewell to Arms was the first book I ever uh, read. Farewell to Arms. From, like, cover to cover. Farewell and, like, to Mars? Farewell to Arms. arms. Oh. Ernest Hemingway, right? Ernest Hemingway. And, mm-hmm. I remember, and I remember because every, you like, page, it's every chapter, literacy. everything about the book, like, drew me in. I was like, oh, what happens next? I actually, like, I read it get better? And I remember being so, like, angry when I read the ending, and I was like, that's it? Yeah. Like, that's it? Yeah. Like, I even wrote it in my paper. I was like, actually, I got a good grade on that paper because I was so, like... Like, dead ends. Yeah. Because like, your teacher's probably like, all right, this kid's engaged. I don't care what he's saying. Yeah. He's getting so, an A. But he actually it, tried. Yeah. It, it, no, it just drew me in, like, the storyline. Like, you know, I, I, was, I guess that was my first time, like, I, you know, when you're a kid, you, you think about love and romance and, like, these people and, like, they were falling in love in the middle of the war and you was a soldier and she was a nurse and, yep. you know, they're up against all these, like, forces and, like, for it to just, like, end... It was just like it felt so like uh, what? Yeah, <laughs> like is that a setup for a sequel? Yeah, yeah. that was the end, and but, it never came. And and then you, I learned more about Ernest Hemingway and it's like code of honor and like his like how his style of writing and I was like just drawn into like Ernest Hemingway as a man and like why would you write this way? Like why are you a bum? And why yeah. do I want to learn why everything? Are you a bum? Why do I want to learn everything about your books? Well, that's the sort of subject we're, we're, because we had a literacy event. We just called Ernest Hemingway a bum. Yeah, <laughs> what a scrub. <laughs> So funny enough, I actually read a farewell to arms um, out of high school, like after I graduated like for fun? as an adult. For fun? Yeah, because it was one of those books that like like uh, of mice and men, like a yeah, scarlet letter. To be honest, I've literally never even heard of the book that you're talking about. Really? Farewell, it's called Farewell to Arms. It's written by Ernest Hemingway, yeah. who's considered Story about an a American soldier yeah, yeah. overseas okay. falls in love with a nurse from yeah, like a Nicholas and, Sparks uh, movie. Yeah, or like if you've ever seen like um, what is that HBO? So yeah, it's like it was kind of like the Band of Brothers. It had like a vibe like that, but um, uh, yeah, I read it out like after graduation just because it was, I went through this phase where I wanted to like at least have read all of those like you know the the American classics Classic that they novels. all talked about. Yeah. So I read it just I read it just for fun. Did you read Moby Dick? No. I did. No. You did? Call no. me Ishmael. Call no. you what? Ishmael. Call me Ishmael. Captain. I don't 
I don't get that reference. That's, How you gonna bring up Moby Dick? I never read Moby Dick. I was just wondering if you That's did. That's literally like the first line. Yeah. Call me Ishmael. Call me Ishmael. I will not call you Ishmael. Did you, Mike, did you read Moby Dick? I read Moby Dick. First line. Call me Ishmael. Okay. So well done. For me, reading wasn't a problem in school, but I do remember as I got into like third, fourth, fifth grade, uh, my reading was fine, but they wanted to sign me up for speech therapy because my like I had like I kind of still do have like a little bit of like lisp action going on, but when I was a kid, it was much worse. Um, I actually slipped. I don't know if I ever told you guys how it happened. I slipped getting out of the bathtub when I was in second, first, first grade, and I busted my mouth on the toilet seat, and uh, it just jacked all my it discombobulated. Uh, it messed so my like, junk up. You, you like, know, like stretched out your tongue or something. Like, uh, no, like did you it, bite the tip it, of your tongue off. No, that's there. Let me see. Show me again. Rich is showing Sam his tongue <laughs> So um, No it just it, it knocked a bunch of teeth out It messed a bunch of teeth up Luckily uh, they were baby teeth yeah, yeah. But I think Trying to learn how to talk yeah. While my yeah. mouth was like Healing Yeah yeah Like it It changed the way that I talk And so um, Can I tell you a fun fact too? Yeah So when I was in uh, first grade I busted my front tooth uh-huh. Playing um, tag um, With a friend of mine She was she had my legs and she let go and then I hit the pole and so um, <laughs> I, I, the dentist the tooth that he put in like it, it's impacted the way that like I speak yeah like and so I've had to deal with that since I was six so maybe not a lisp per se but I've always had to like navigate and it's always kind of helped dictate the way that like I pronounce words well yeah so. because it changes the way that like you shape your mouth to say words yes and exactly. that makes it sound different so yeah. anyway they they made me in like English class They'd send me out For like the first Like 20 minutes Every time to go With like a speech therapist And I had to learn How to say like My S's through a straw Like just weird exercises To try to say my S's Clearer Yeah Like I don't It's weird So um, That was then they, then they wanted me To try saying my S's Like Sean Connery I need a straw Like you know Sean Connery Like seven, 77 times Like that they were like, why don't you say it like this? And I was like, no, that sounds lame. So from elementary school, my reading experience also went hand in hand with like speech therapy What's stuff speech for a while. Therapy? Okay. That's pretty um, cool. Yeah, so it didn't feel cool at the time. <laughs> Kids were calling does. me like Daffy Duck and stuff like that. Really? Yeah, because you know how he says his S's and all that. Yeah. But, you know. Kids are just cruel. Jokes on them because I'm definitely the cutest, so. Did it? Did it? And did it get all, a little you know, cooler when Darkwing Duck came out? No, I probably made it worse. <laughs> really? But, well, Darkwing Duck was awesome. Right, let's keep it moving. Yeah. Man. Anyway, that's my Mike. What about you, man? You, yeah, remember, was like, you remember anything from the glory days? What, man? Y'all don't like Darkwing Duck? Yeah. Well, I, 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 I was I, I was fortunate enough to be self-taught. Uh, so uh, I was reading at about the age of four. And um, whoa, yes, we got I went, in, went, went actually went into kindergarten reading. Uh, at like a second grade level. Wow. So, so wait. Oh dang. So you were like taught at home, like um, well, self-taught, like completely like self-taught. I mean, like you at four years like old. Sesame Street, polka dot door. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, okay. Th- those are very helpful as okay. well. Yeah, but um, uh, I guess I, I contribute it to my my late father's brain. Sure. <laughs> yeah, he's uh he's an advanced uh, math degree from Eastern back in the seventies. So oh, your wow. dad. Yeah. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. 
Yeah. So, so uh, with literacy, I um I, I haven't had um I haven't had struggles uh, sure. with that myself. Um, yeah. But I, I would like to just, like push the pedal for it. Uh, my son has uh, struggles with it, so sure. uh, ADHD with learning disability, a bit of dyslexia going on as well. Okay. Um, so he he's in the fourth grade. Um, he's actually um, at a first grade reading level right now. Okay. Okay. And um, so that's part of like what this is all about here. Yeah. Uh, is about early uh, literacy. Yeah. Which is uh, very important, uh, sure. especially in, in, in Detroit, uh, Detroit area. I should just say it's not Absolutely. just a Detroit yes. problem. So right. 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 It's it's a problem that needs to be addressed. So forty six percent. Yes. Forty six is the percent is the number of folks who um, can read at a third grade level, right? Is that it? Yes. So yes. you think about how staggering that number is, and you you think about how impactful it is on a person's life. Half, man, half. Yeah, you it's know, insane. It's wild. Take uh, a room full of what ten kids? That's five and a half that can't read. Yeah. Not probably not not functionally. Yeah. And so you put your life at a disadvantage that way. Definitely. You can't read. You know. You know. We always say so. In my professional career in the business world, uh, we always say blame it on the T's and C's. Terms and conditions, because mm. most people don't read them. Yeah. They don't read them. They don't read what they say, and that's where they get caught up because they, they just are not reading. They're not, you know, it's not something we push. Yeah. So. Well, but, it's the juxtaposition, if that's the right word for the the, the context, but um, of you, like you just saying, you went into kindergarten reading. And then, I mean, if you want to rewind 15 minutes and listen to what this guy does for a living, like, to me, it's like, bro, like, you started literacy, whether you knew it was that when you were that little or not, you, you couldn't have that for, but, like, you got an early start on it, you went into school with that advantage, um, you know, and that probably helped pave the way and set the foundation for the rest of, like, your learning experience, like, in a way, you know, in, in a way that a lot of other 46% of kids don't have. And so it does make a difference, you know, for a lot of people that would question whether or not, you know, because me, when I first got into this, like, hearing these numbers and stats and all that, I was like, man, like, how critical is that really, though? Like, you know, they'll, they'll work it out, and even if it takes them a while to catch up, they'll catch up and this and that. And, you know, we kind of, if, if you're not familiar with these numbers or what it means, you know, the implications of it down the road for education, um, you might have a tendency to brush it off. But, like, to me, like, you just saying going into kindergarten reading and then excelling at that. And when you said, man, that it's never been a struggle for me, you know, I think it all just starts with foundation. And so you're right. That is what all this is about. That's why we're, you hear us talk about talking is teaching a lot. If you listen to this podcast and we've talked a lot about different reading and learning things and yeah, that's I mean, why, it, because so that's it, the push. The foundation is got to be there. It's got to be, you know, when you think about to echo what Rich is saying about, uh, that was a great launching pad for you. So if you're reading at a second grade level going into kindergarten, granted, I think the marker for kindergarten is le learning your ABCs, learning your colors, learning how to write your name. And really, there's a social component of what kindergarten is, too, which is learning how to socialize. So, right. you know, for us, like, that was the biggest component for our kids. For our oldest daughter was, like, she had the fundamentals down, but, like, the socialization of going from one school system to another was what we wanted for her. Right. And so you having reading at that second grade level, that gives you an opportunity to be a leader in the classroom, to be mm -hmm. a leader amongst the peers, yep. and focus on the social aspect. And that's I sucked at socialization. Which is, <laughs> which is, 
know, which is the irony of it. But I mean, you know, but you, you had the fundamentals there, and, and that's kind of more to Rich's point. Is like uh, when we before we talked a lot about talking is teaching. I don't know if uh, if that'll be the, the campaign going forward or how it's labeled. But you know, it talks about the importance of babies needing those words uh-huh. and hearing your voice and hearing you soothe. You're your child, and so it's it's cool that you were self-taught and you had that uh, prodigal mind, and uh, you could you know teach yourself that because a lot of what we try and teach our kids too is to not be fed from the from the host per se, but mm. like be able to like pick it up yourself, figure yeah. it out yourself. So yeah. that's really cool to hear your story. But do, yes. do we? Yeah. So you have um, more to add? Yeah, and more to add there. So it's like um I, so. What, how do you combat the problem with with with, uh, with kids uh, uh, that are having these issues with, with reading, uh, especially when most programs kind of stop after the age of eight, right. and it's like okay, either you passed or failed the third grade now with right. you know with the new rules in, in place. So it's like you know what do you do for kids beyond that? Uh, right. My son's in the fourth grade now, so he's really at that margin of where right. it's kind of not going to receive too much help other than right, you have right, IEP right. through your school and right. uh, that that's helpful. Because so, he already uh, kind of crossed over that threshold where they're really like right. trying to pinpoint and target it. Yeah, and can so we just back like, up too to like, can you uh, just kind of spell out what an IEP is? Yeah, so it's an individualized uh, education uh, plan. Uh, mm-hmm. It's uh, used to be, be referred to as like special ed, um, but they don't refer to it as that anymore. Right. So right. Uh, they give yeah. your your kids extra resources. So if they are having trouble reading instructions or uh, reading, let's say they they have a word problem to solve right. for math, uh, they can look at the numbers, identify them, but uh, and, but they have a hard time knowing. Uh, what crayon means, or, right, or, right, right? You know, so so they spend most of their time trying to figure out what that paragraph right. is saying, and it versus, derails them, right? Right, right. right. So uh, they they will have that read to them, uh, so okay. they can understand it. So and, an IEP um, is like something that is tailor made for them to help give attention to the areas of weakness to try to fast track them to get them caught up. Perfect. Yeah, it's, right. yes. In my opinion, I think every kid should have their own IEP. Absolutely, yeah. It's like, uh, in most cases, it's reserved for kids who are behind. But mm-hmm. in some uh, in some school systems, they provide it for all kids. I, I was going to say, a lot of think, private schools provide for provide yeah. that for all kids. Yeah, our, our, kids our kids' school has it for advanced kids. So, yeah. like, kids who... Like you said, you came to kindergarten with a second grade reading level. They'd have an IEP for you. That's they call it extensions, and so they yeah. do like probably to keep them stimulated. Beyond, so they're not they getting bored. They try to keep you stimulated exactly. Right. Yeah, and and that's definitely necessary because it's oh, it's, yeah. it's it's not fair for kids that have it already. Um, they're done with everything right away, and right. then they're just staring off into space right, for yeah. you know the rest of the time. And that yeah. was the problem yeah. with our kids at the school they were at before. I, my oldest son would come home, and I'd say, "What'd you do today?" Spent half the day on an iPad. Yeah, right. I'm like, "Why? What was everyone else doing?" They're like, "Oh, they were doing their work and things." And I'm like, "No, no, 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 not why when you could be like getting ahead. You yeah, know, yeah. you could be doing other things. Stimulation to challenge. Yeah, yeah. yeah keeping absolutely. the brain going. Yeah, yeah. but um, like uh, programs. Uh, like my son goes to Brilliant Detroit. He goes to the Cody Roots location. So tutoring there, it's been great. Um, and uh, there's Brilliant Detroit, real quick. We keep cutting you off, but you're dropping all these nuggets. Brilliant Detroit is somebody that um, we work in cahoots with the Parent Coalition. And our Parent Coalition, which Mike is on the team of, um, they work hand-in-hand also with Brilliant Detroit, which is um, kind of like a – they're like these houses – 
that Brilliant turns into like community center and like resource I centers for like a hub for the, the neighborhood. So they're like actually yeah. they're actual resident houses yep. that are now flipped and made into community and resource centers in a particular neighborhood yeah. throughout different parts of Detroit. And, and it so fits the modern mold of community oh, because yeah. it puts a focus back on the home. And being a yeah. part of the community and just yep. gives a place to meet. It reminds me of like when we were younger, and like I, I feel like it would be kind of awkward now. Like when I was a kid, you used to go over to people's house and just knock on their door. I'd be like, yep. I'd be like, hey, oh, yeah. uh, I'd be like. I'd be like, hey, is Rich home? And they'd either be like, yep. Or they'd be like, no, he's sleeping. No, he eating. <laughs> He'll come out after dinner. Yeah, like he can't play right now. He's napping. Yeah. Or, you know, and like kids, I don't know. There's never been a kid that's like came and knocked on my door. But yeah. the kids are more sporadic. But the community is more sporadic, too. Yeah. It's a different well, Br- day. Brilliant Detroit hones in on that really well. I remember the first time I went to a thing at Brilliant. And I felt, I felt like that. I felt like I was walking into like my auntie's house. Like I yep. walked in and. Um, hey, Blue auntie. was the director of the one that, that I went to And she was like I walked in I was like oh, I'm thirsty She was like Open the fridge Get get something to drink I was like yes. Dang this is. So yeah. like And there's kids coming in and out From the yep. neighborhood The whole time you're there yep. They're just kind of like It's like doors open policy They know it's there for them They know they have like a Support system So when Mike Just a just to clarify, if you don't know, if you're not from the area or whatever, when Mike says brilliant Detroit, he's talking about these these houses that are turned community centers throughout Detroit communities. So, yep. sorry, go ahead. Uh, no problem. Yep. So, so uh, 10 minutes later. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it, it's been very beneficial to him because of that community that they have right. there at Brilliant Detroit. So, um, I mean, he has uh, uh, he, one of his tutors, uh, uh, Connor, uh, with preferred to only tutor Chase right. and like he doesn't even want to be in the program if he can't tutor Chase. Right. So I that's thought great. that was like a really cool thing. Yeah, that's uh, great connection. Because that, that, that shows the, the mm. bonds that are being made. Yeah. And uh, there's just, there's so much assistance that's available there because uh, kids need a lot, right? They yes. need a lot of resources. Yes. And the problem is it's either money, insurance, yep. things like yep. that get in the way. And, yeah, it's, and, I mean, and, funding is needed to, for these type of things to exist, right? Yeah. Like they can't just exist on love. So, well, love goes far, but yeah, yeah, and, 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 and sometimes you know, it, most of the times it's more than just uh, uh, literacy that's the problem. You right. know, there, yeah. there there could be some trauma that's involved as well. Sure, uh, some, you know, socioeconomic depression going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to be able mm-hmm. to uh, come amongst people that have uh, similar trials, tribulations, and. Uh, be able to feel like you're a part of something that's trying to combat that. They're trying to do yeah. something positive to make corrections. Yeah, uh, I think that that boosts the morale of kids. Absolutely, you, you, yeah. You see a lot of smiling Absolutely. faces around there. Well, it yeah. gives them a sense of community and a sense of hope. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 uh, and then like I would like to say too, like uh, something that like I, I, when I met your wife uh, uh, Carmen, shout out to Carmen, and. Um, she she kind of introduced me to talking his teaching. Uh, so as I went through the training for that, I'm like, I don't know if this is for me. You know, um, uh, it, it seems predominantly, uh, uh, you know, ran by women mostly. Yep. So it's like, how yep. will I get the interest of men? So yeah. then start hearing more about what dad to the bone was about. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, right. And, and I'm like, well, you know, that sounds that sounds great. Right. Um, so like I, I'm, I'm motivated to 
try and get men involved as well. Yeah. Uh, a lot of men are involved. Like we had uh, this young man here. We, we spoke to him and he mentioned things that he does with his daughter. Oh yeah, uh, great, yeah. Great, right, right. And uh, what do you say in regards to making his uh, dry erase board? Making his own right. yeah, flashcards, dry right, erase right, flashcards. Right. So, so, that, so that's yeah. pretty cool. So th- these are like great ideas yeah. that, like, because I haven't heard of that before. No, me right? neither. So these are great ideas. That, that what MacGyver stuff? Uh, you know yeah, that MacGyver. that that. Men can get other men yep. interested in, yep. and when you see yeah. we see men out in the public and like just you know having their own talk about about the these situations yep. that we all go through, but it, it's not publicized at all. Yeah, right. I think you so see men. I, I think that gives it a better platform. Proud in their fatherhood. I don't know if it's more proud, but like when I look on social media and stuff, like when you see like the stars with their kids, like you see mm-hmm. like we always point them out. So maybe they're just top of mind for me. But like you know, you see uh, uh, Derek Russell, um, Russell Wilson, Derek Russell. Who play? Who used to play for Oklahoma Kurt City? Russell. Maybe Who him you talking too. about? You talking about Russell Wilson? We talk, Russell, we're talking about Russell Westbrook. Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. Yeah, Russell playing for Houston. I'm talking about Russell Wilson. Russ Wilson is, uh, is Seahawks quarterback. You see, uh, um, you see my man, um, Killer Cam. Cam Newton, uh, Cam yeah, Newton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's you always see him on this kid. We like, did, we, we showed see a, the rock. The we did a commercial where Wiz Khalifa did like an Oreo commercial with his yeah. son. Yeah, so like stuff like that. I think I think them normalizing fatherhood and making it a part of their day to day. Like, oh, here is me chilling with my kid. Now, me the one thing I I kind of. I don't like putting my kids on social media. It's a personal thing. It's not. Sure. I don't, don't like what? I don't like putting my kids on social media. Like, I do it sparingly, yeah. but I like just, I have a, a fear of social media a little bit. Like, sure. sometimes I get FOMO and I'm like, I wish I post my photos of my kids. But, you know, at the same time, you, what, you what just, is What is FOMO? Fear of missing fear out. Fear of missing out. I know. I did this on the last episode, so I just want to double down on it. What? You said FOMO last episode, and I said, what is FOMO? Oh, okay. I'll right. just double down on it. So FOMO is fear of missing out. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, you know, you get to see people like highlighting their fatherhood and their excellence in fatherhood, and and I commend it to all dads who do it because yeah. you know we need to normalize being a good dad and not just being like the guy who shows up or a baby daddy. Like yeah. you know, exactly. that should be. A, oh, it's my turn to take him. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I'll babysit the kids while you go out. Right. It's like, that, it ain't like, babysitting. You know, it's your kids. Yeah. That that makes. Because <laughs> yeah. my, my mom, because yeah. my mom's old school. She's like, oh, you babysitting? I'm like, no, mom. They're my kids. Nope. Yeah. They're my no, kids. There's no babysitting. I'm spending time with my children. My wife and I, we're we're still together, and well, this is my home. And so, so I like that. I like what you were saying though, because in terms of literacy, you kind of, you kind of. Um, I don't even know if you meant to, but, you know, you said you attributed a lot of your early exposure to different literacy or tools that helped you uh, get ahead in your literacy um, to, like, your dad. You said your dad was brilliant. What, your dad played a role in that. Your dad obviously modeled a lot of those things for you. Um, would you say? Like Definitely. Dad, yeah, yes. and, and so dad plays a role there. And then for you, you're talking about being a part of and knowing your own son's uh, IEP program to catch up and make up some of that ground. And so I think even more like dad's being present, it's a big thing. But then on top of that, um, dad's playing a role and an active role in like the literacy stuff. That's why I love I love what um what he said earlier. We did talk to another guy. He's actually sitting right over here. What's your name? Huh? 
Jamel. Jamel yeah. sitting in the background over here. Jamel. Shout out to Jamel. Jamel was talking to us about different things that he's doing with his daughter, and he has study time with her, and um, they're working on three-letter words right now. They're about to move to four-letter words, and he's making collages uh, at home with her and doing all these different practices. And, and the um, lady of the day of the moment just showed uh-huh, up. She's just, she's sitting next to him right now, and she just and all those things. That's that's also. A big focus of it too You know If if you're a listener Of the show You might wonder Why we talk about These things a lot But it's not just It's not just Dad show We talked about this In season one It's the stigma Of dad just being The cool one Or the fun one That mom enforces A lot of things And dad's like Okay now let's go get pizza And let's just hang out And have fun And play sports But it's not that Dad's playing an active role Or should play an active role In all parts of this And if you're intentional You can have fun Have fun with it You know Uh, Jamel When we were talking To him earlier He's super creative We were all sitting here And we talked about just this. enthralled by the yeah. fact yeah. of him just hacks. doing it. We go, we, yeah. go, we go to events like this all the time, and so we hear a lot of this stuff talked about all the time. And he was saying stuff where we were like, yo, that is a great idea. Yeah. And all it is is just some creativity and intentionality in it. Well, and there's and, some good and, real moments, too. Like, we were having a con- Mike and I, we were talk- I was trying to figure out what his jam was. Like, uh, you know, what, what grinds his grape. gears. Yeah, I was like, is he a peach guy? Or like, you know, you know, what do you do? You like to mix fruit? Who knows? Preserves. Anyway, apple. Um, and you know, we were we had a real moment. I was like, you like Nikes? He's like, yeah, I do, but mm-hmm. I got bills, and you know, and I'm not even trying to put you out because I trust me, I got bills too. <laughs> but um, credit you know, cards. That's a, that's a real uh, allegedly not all true. <laughs> uh, that's another conversation. Um, but we were having a real conversation, and like, and as from a man to man, I can relate because a lot of times we do have to make real choices. And, like, you know, you would love to do certain things like be a season ticket holder at the Lions or, you mm. know, whatever your your um, mm. grip might be. But the realities of parenthood Sam. come in. Are you? He's not a season ticket holder. No, but he, he would love to be. Say, I would love to be. If he though. were, I would be much nicer to him. If the Detroit Lions are listening to this, <laughs> See, what, what's me. more important no, to me, us, what's please, more important to me us. is uh, uh, providing a great childhood. Uh, to, 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 I deal. I deal with. I have no daughters, so dealing yeah. with boys. It's, you you want to provide a great childhood to them. You want to provide structure, and you want to sh- kind of model for them. You know how it is to be a man. Things that sure. men deal with uh, yeah. that they will yeah. deal with sooner or later in Absolutely, life as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if I'm not wearing the latest pair of sneakers, that yeah. holds a very low. You know, yeah. uh, prevalence with me. I, I don't yeah. care about that. Yeah. Yeah, th- th- yeah. You can get to that later. Yeah. For sure. Sketches all day. My daughter still likes oh, sketches. Oh, okay. There are standards. <laughs> there are standards. And hey, sketches. Listen, are... my daughter's wear sketches and I embrace it. I'm like, hey, I'm like, listen, listen. Easy. Keyword your daughters wear sketches. Yes, they do. If you Easy. show up to record an episode in a pair of sketches, what? You're Easy. getting roasted. Easy. You're hey. getting flame broiled. I'm fair warning you. Out of your shoes. I'm warning you. And we're tying you know, them together and throwing them over the nearest phone line. Easy. <laughs> Unless uh, they're those ones that Joe Montana is the in the commercial for. The Copper Tone Boys. <laughs> All right, well. The you, ones with the, the giant soles on them that are supposed oh to help gosh. your back. The shape-ups. The shape-ups. The shape-ups. The shape-ups. The shape-ups. If That's I bring right. some sketchers and y'all start clowning me, beware. Cause I dare you to wear some sketchers. I'm going <laughs> to give you a, a Jafar dare, like am warning. Allowed, am Go I allowed to double down on that and double dog dare you? Go am on StockX and buy some high sketchers. Okay. Come on, man. They don't sell sketches on StockX. I bet they did. Joe Montana. Listen, listen, our social media, we got... We Joe Montana. Okay, I might show up with some sketches now. <laughs> so let's go. Closing, closing thoughts as we wind out. 
our show here live By from way, the Ryman Reed. If Skechers wants to sponsor us, we will all wear Skechers. Nah, fam. Nah. No. No. Nah. Don't do that. Nope. Listen. Skechers. It comes with a check. Nope. If, you know, if you know a CEO from Adidas or Nike or something like that, or and, you, and you're Listen. from Skechers and you know somebody... Then we'll talk, but they, they I don't want your shoes. I mean, I would maybe even rock Pumas if I'd rock some Pumas for real. Sketches so, so, are actually very comfortable. Listen, oh Mike, listen, talk Mike. to him, Mike. Mike. Come on. Listen, so Sketches, Sketches, Breaks, breaks the cava with Sketches. Actually, no. They're actually pretty comfortable. Do you guys sure want to walk on the street? Or yes. do you want to float on the street? Oh. <laughs> see, okay, okay, okay. I see you. Oh, I see you, Skechers. Yeah, Skechers, I will accept oh that sponsorship, by the there's way. Only, there's yeah. only two things on the market right now that promise that. Red Bull and Skechers. <laughs> and I never thought they'd go ahead. Listen. Now, what if you chugged a Red Bull while wearing Skechers? Listen, if, Re- if Skechers came in <laughs> here with a, a, said, a check and they said, I want to talk to the manager of the Dad to the Bone podcast, we want to give you a check. But you guys have to wear Skechers. You, like you, always I'd wear say, Skechers? I'd say... Most of the time. I'd say they have, to be, they have to be all black. It had to be... A, and no. they can't have a logo on No, it. man. And you'd be looking like... Um, no, <laughs> man. No, 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 no. Somebody yeah. like a... I'm not talking about I'm not talking about the shape of boys. I'm listen, talking like, no. like they gotta be unmarked. <laughs> no. They gotta be They gotta be like cologne ones. No, they, man. Yeah. Then they, yeah, then they look like the uh nah. like the payless shoes that the old man uh, referees uh, wear. Uh, no, those are the <laughs> Velcro on, those are the Velcro boys. Listen. They gotta be uh, stylistic and they gotta be brandless. Y'all y'all bring Bro, the same you, say, you said stylistic and sketchers in the same sentence. Listen. Exactly. <laughs> but and brandless. If that check shows up, you guys bring that same energy because I'd be like I would bring the same energy. (laughs) Unless I can get some, like, what are those uh, old man Nikes? Oh, yeah. um, My brother has a pair. um, um, I know what they are, too. The uh, Monarchy or something? Yeah, the Monarchs. 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 Now, I would would wear some Sketchers that are, like, replicas of the Air Monarchs. I I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would wear wear Sketchers before I wore Monarchs. You'd wear Monarchs before Sketchers or Sketchers before Monarchs? Sketchers before Monarchs. Mike, I'm with you. You know, it's like, there's this rapper. And mostly, like, the casual kind of shoes, so it's like the boot, boat shoes that, that yeah, sketches that I wear. But they're so comfortable. Shoes is different. That's that's. I'm okay as long as they don't have a brand. I just don't want nobody. See, you know, you want nobody knowing. I don't you're want nobody sketches. looking down, going, "Yeah, Richard's wearing sketches." Oh, QJ. No, let me yo, you scratch that. Yesterday, no. he's wearing sketches. I wear, you know, anything from Skechers. You know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mike, get him, Mike. Get him. Sketchers, if you're listening, I'll put a Jordan sticker on the side. Mike Hudson's listening, or Mike Hudson's. Ready no. for, the, for the endorsement. Listen, Yo, somebody needs to check too. on Richie's right. wearing sketches. Wear Final all thoughts. Day, air day. Final thoughts from the Ryman Reed at the, the, the beautiful, inform, informative Detroit the Historical, Historical Museum. Museum. Final thoughts, guys. Do final we, thoughts, not counting our sketches. Yeah, Mike, final thoughts, Mike. What are your thoughts? What are, uh, what you've been the Jedi this episode. What are your yeah. final thoughts? Uh, yeah, final thoughts on, uh, on, on the program here. Um, it looks like it was a pretty decent turnout. Uh, you know, it's catered to mostly younger kids because school was in today, unfortunately. So um, I would just like to see more done in a city. So it's like it's never enough hands to be thrown into this pot. Yeah, for sure. So like with that, too, it's like I want to start doing more out in the community to outreach as well. So like what what I've been secretly doing is like – Getting contacts such as yours, and yeah, such yeah, as yeah. yours, QJ, and Sam, I'll be getting mm-hmm. yours as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, to get a network of good, positive-minded uh, men yeah. to go out here and let's build these armies up and yeah, let's get these kids uh, the resources that they need. Yep, I'm gonna let's leave it there. Do it. Yeah, 
Get involved. That's good. That's what I'm taking from that. Get involved. That's good. Use mm-hmm. what you got to do what you can. That's yeah. good. That was a quinism. He didn't say that. I said it, but I felt like you saying that. That was a, that was a piece of piece of wisdom right there. I, I'm with him. Q, you got you got you got anything different than Mike? I was going to defer to you. You're going to defer to me. All right, mine is um, literacy, man. Get on it. Be proactive about it. You know, um, I just had um, I just had my second my second child. Uh, Diego's here, and um, um, th- this mm-hmm. thank you this um. This talking is teaching stuff, this literacy stuff, the more and more that I've become aware of it and exposed to it and the statistics and the numbers and the importance of early exposure, I mean, it just changes your whole perspective. And so, I mean, every night I'm, I'm intentional to, to do two things with my kids. I, I go upstairs, I read a story every night uh, to my daughter. I try to get her involved with the reading, so we'll switch off voices and, um, you know, before I tuck her in and all that. So I'm making sure we're having that time, that exposure. And then um, my one-month-old who can't read or talk or understand it yet but is hearing those things and is having reactions um you know in his brain about those things i make sure i just talk a whole lot sing a whole lot uh all that to him because i'm already trying to pave the way for that so um not not saying that in a way where it's like hey get like me but saying that in a way where it's like listen even the small things done enough turn into big things and those things done enough turn into huge things and so anything you can do to to just cause the snowball effect you know um setting the foundation for your kids do it play a hand in it get involved take an extra 10 15 minutes out of your day out of your night and just be intentional with it because take it from mike here you know that that stuff in the foundation of your child's life goes goes throughout their lifetime so get involved man that's huge and uh i guess my final takeaway or whatever would be the um just start where you are, you know. I I, uh, I grew up not reading very much, and but now it's super important. So to my kids, um, I have six kids to put to bed at night, and so if I'm trying to read The Giving Tree to six kids, I'm up there for two and a half hours. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like like you ain't got you don't have to read a novel to your children. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we a lot oftentimes sad book, do like way. huh? Sad book, but never mind. What? The Giving Tree. Sad book. It's a sad book. So you said? If I'm thinking about the yeah, right it one. is. It is. It is. It is, but it's 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 a great sad book. But I mean, start where you are, man. If if it's if it's reading, you know, an eight page board book to your kids, then read yep. that eight page board book. Yep. You know, we, there's a we got a board book that we got at one of these events. I think that talks about feelings, and we read through that sometimes with some of my younger kids, and they think it's hilarious when it says sometimes I feel like kissing a sea lion, and they just ah so great mm-hmm. whatever. But like, start where you are. It doesn't have there's no, it's not rocket science. Just spend a few moments reading to your kids. And with the talking and teaching stuff, sing with your kids in the car. Talk to your kids because this stuff is so important. Coming from a person who didn't grow up reading and then struggled with it in high school and had zero interest in it, you know, until I got into college or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I wished the whole time that I was a good reader. I wished the whole time that it came easy to me, but it didn't. And so I think that if we can do, we can do our kids a great justice by setting them up for success by encouraging them to read. Yeah, and, and to piggyback off of that, like you made me think about the books I'm into for my kids right now. I'm into books that relate to things that my children are experiencing. And uh, like the, the latest book we read was, um, it was a book about a kid that was feeling different. So like, you know, my daughter is in uh, third grade and like at her school, everyone has their own iPad. Like everyone, 
has like their own school issue or like just at home that's at the home. trend no at home okay. everyone has like not a ipad not in the fam. home like not they fam. all have their, their own, own. Yeah. like this is mine and she was like daddy like everyone in the class has their own ipad except for me and you know it's funny because <laughs> you guys Get know i'm crazy <laughs> i i literally played i was like sweetheart i'm i want to play you the Melody to a song. I literally played the first part for "I'm Different" by Two Chains until we started talking. Just the "I'm Different," yeah, because you know I want my I'm extra. <laughs> yeah, pull. <laughs> well, that was part. Kale was like, "What? Never mind." So it was. Kale's like, "Can't stop." But the <laughs> reading and the storytelling and the messages they resonate. There's a book we're reading, and I forget the the title of it. I think it's called. Um, uh, where you begin it's a story about a girl and how like all of her friends are telling these stories about how they went to Spain and they saw the Rocky Mountains and they went to Florida and she spent her entire summer just like looking out the window taking care of her baby sister and like how nervous she felt to like you know tell a story and her name was a little bit different and the moral of the story was like her story began when she started to just tell her truth like yeah I spent the summer with my, my uh, sister and we had a ball. We hung out. And so the moral of the story was like, you begin when you can begin to tell your truth and own it and love it and embrace it and not live their story and not worry about them. So, you know, sweetheart, no, you don't have an iPad because we don't want you to have an iPad. You don't need an iPad. Mm-hmm. You have access to one. Mm-hmm. And so take these stories as opportunities to teach our kids to learn and grow and to like embrace themselves and the person that they're going to be. And so, um, that's what I I try and do now. I even have, I have one, which I'm hoping they'll get it one day. It's a book called Quinn's promise. (laughs) And it's a, it's a story about an owl going on a trip with her dad. And she has all these fears and he's like, don't you worry, like you're covered. And so, uh, the little owl, her name is Quinn. So I'm hoping Plant some seeds. Anyway, but the the Richard's over here crying. <laughs> the point is, the more we read to our kids, the better. The more we can share those stories and have those moments. Like I, I can't speak for everybody else, but it's hard for me to get my kids' attention. But in those moments, like they're listening, they're watching, and they're learning, and that's yep. all you can ask for. So yep. Yep, read to sure. your kids. So with that, with that, be literate. Rich, do your weird. Be I mean your. Literate. That's listen, listen, <laughs> listen. Yeah, you gotta clap the syllables. Yeah. Listen. It took me a minute to get my my mind oriented yeah. around this yes. microphone and my hands clapping at the same time. Yes. Why does it get serious when somebody starts clapping? Yeah, like, they if clap. I have to. Yeah. Say it. Listen. Yeah. Listen to me. Yeah. Um, Hey, if you don't already follow us on social media, you know what time it is. Follow us on social media. You can follow us on Instagram. It's at Dad to the Bone Podcast. Come out. Dad, the number two, the bone. Okay. Sorry. That's what it is. Come on, man. Get your head right. I would prefer that way, but I don't know how this goes. I'm used to it. High school musical. musical. If you want to follow us on Instagram, you can follow us at dad the number two the bone podcast also if you are on facebook we are on facebook as well you can get at us actually i have to pull this up because we just recently changed our pages i don't think it is the number two on that it's not what it's not it's unfortunate it's not facebook facebook kind of jerks facebook messed with messed with us that that zuckerberg guy that zuckerberg guy there's there's fourth grade listening this whole episode you know what's going on so I'm pulling it up. Give me a second. Okay, yeah. On Facebook, it's just Dad 
actually spelled out T O <laughs> to the Bone Podcast on Facebook. Follow us there. Also, um, I don't know if anybody listening to this um, I, I, I guess it's has a, YouTube. I guess if, it's a thing. Yeah, if you have YouTube, I guess YouTube's a thing now. I guess, I guess. that's a thing. Yes, that's a I thing. I wish you could see my facial expression um, every time. If you're on YouTube, you can you can look us up on there. At dad, the number the two, number two, the bone podcast. I guess that's a thing now. Yeah, YouTube. And, I guess that's uh, a thing. And listen, know. seriously, for serious, you're you're really gonna want to do that because season four, we're we're changing the format of this whole shebang here, and shebang. we're gonna have live shows and different live things like shows. that where you can different message like in, that. write to us, all that. Sam, you didn't write this whole episode. Um, just wanted to. I know. Just want to hold that up. You you I failed. Know. So. I I bailed. You bailed. You didn't fail. You bailed. Oh, it's coming. There it goes. <laughs> if you want to follow Sam on Instagram, he's a funny guy. Sam is at Samuel Titus. Literally the best follow you'll ever make. The best. Uh, if you want to follow QJ, <laughs> you can follow QJ. It's at its underscore Q underscore J. Not complicated at all. And then uh, if you want to follow the me. underscore makes it complicated? I mean, just saying. I'm, Sam, I'm Samuel Titus, dude. It's underscore Q underscore J, and that's J A Y. It's just one underscore. But it's. the Q is just the letter Q. It's not Q U E. So, yep. uh, and then if you want to follow me, you don't have to, but you should. It's at uh, Rich underscore Cologne, spelled like colon, your small intestine. Listen, so it's he's got an underscore in his, and he's throwing shade at you. Yep. <laughs> because you have two underscores. There is a limit, sir. Uh, you, vi- you violated the underscore limit. Mike, our dear friend, our special guest today, are you on uh, social medias? I am on social media. Hit so. us with your uh, your tag, your I'm handle. At, uh, at my name is Mike H. Mike H. My name is Mike H. Hi, my name is Mike. My name is... Who? My, my name, name is... Mike Hudson. It's just QJ. All right, with that, thank you guys for listening to Dad to the Bone podcast. Keep yes, your eyes peeled. Yes. Keep your ears open. Keep Season peeled. four. Peeled like an orange. Oh, it's about to get yes. real, and it's I bet you can't the red orange. Finally. Orange. Orange. Yep. You got to yes. do two Orange. Yep. Nope, that's it. Orange. Later. All right, see you guys.